Well, hello, everybody. It's wonderful to have you with us. I pray wherever you are that you know that God is with you exactly in the place where you are. Well, I want to look at two passages of Scripture. Our daily devotionals, if you recall and remember, are always about us being able to pray and to draw more deeply to God and to help us grow in our relationship with God. There are four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, as we know. Only two of them have anything to say about the birth of Jesus. And Luke gives us a little bit more than even Matthew, which has something to say. Now, what I want to focus on today is the fact that Jesus came into the world and yet there wasn't a place for him. Jesus was always came to be among us, Jesus Emmanuel, but at the same time was pointing to something deeper. Let's go to Luke's Gospel, chapter 2. The Emperor Augustus has ordered a census. And so David goes to his place of birth to be registered. And Mary goes with him. Verse 3. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went down and went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. This is the only reference that there is in the scriptures, in the Gospels, that is, that reference the fact that there was no place for Jesus. Now, uh, scholars are somewhat debated as to whether it was an inn. When we think of an inn, we kind of think of a hotel. But uh, other scholars suggest that people were going home to where their families potentially were and were staying with their family. And that actually the word inn could more, more accurately be described as the guest room. Right? Now, where, where in, in archaeologists have dug up homes from that time, and what would happen is people would live on a slightly higher level and along and on the floor, animals that they owned, which were more vulnerable, would often be brought inside. You can still see this in a couple of European countries, animals being brought inside to protect them from being attacked at night. And so here, so here is uh, Joseph and Mary, Maybe they're visiting a hotel. Maybe they're visiting family. What the story is really saying to us, that there was no room for Jesus in the guest room to be born. There was no room. So down with the animals, he's born. And, and, and it's kind of a great symbol of, of, of Jesus's place, that he didn't come to a, to a, to a palace. He didn't come to, into a home of which you know, he would, uh, that he would say, this is my place but rather there was no room for him. Now, if we jump ahead to his life, uh, when he becomes, uh, when he starts into his ministry life and he's 30 years old, he's going along. And as they were going along, this is in Luke's gospel, chapter nine, verse 57. And as they were going along the road, someone said to him, I'll follow you wherever you go, Jesus. And Jesus said to him, foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests. But me, the son of man, has nowhere to lay his head again. As they were going along the road, someone said to him, I'll follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, foxes have holes, birds of the air have nests, but the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. So Jesus is born into a place where the inn or the guest room is full. 
And here he is 30 years later and he still has nowhere. That he, he says, I don't have anywhere. What's he alluding to? What's he alluding to? Is the fact that Jesus came into the world to be Emmanuel, God present with us, to establish a new kingdom and to point to the Father that, the, the king, that, that, that what would be done on earth would be done according to the kingdom of heaven. And at the same time, Jesus had the, cha- the task of making atonement, making right the sin of humanity, the, uh, what we call more um, original sin. And, and, and so the lesson that we learn here is Jesus came, comes into the world almost as, as a passing visitor, fully human, always saying, there's another place. I'm going to another place. He didn't come just to, to be here. I know a number of people who recently have died from COVID and other, other things. Not one single one of them has taken any money that they've earned with them after they've died. None of them have taken the clothes, the home or homes that they have owned. None of them have taken any of their accomplishments with them. None of them have taken anything. If you go to their homes, go into their rooms, their rooms are like they left them on the last time they went out of that room. Jesus is alluding to us as he comes into the world at Christmas. As we, Jesus comes to us in this Advent, there, there, there needs to be this sense within us that we are traveling to another place and that Jesus will come to take us to the Father. And when we begin to live like that, the the values of the world that says this is important and that is important and to have this is important and to have that is important. Not that they're necessarily bad things at all, but that we are these transitory visitors. And uh, we're walking on this earth for a time and a time alone. And it's not just that everyone dies. No, no, no. It's that we are transiting here. We are here for a time and then we are going to eternity. There's another step, another place. And so in your prayer, as you pray and as you prepare for the coming of Jesus in your life, this Advent, it's constantly, Lord, I know you're calling me. I know you're calling me to a deeper place. Allow me to encounter you and allow me to come to you. Call me. May I be able to respond with your grace to who you're calling me to be. Jesus comes to be among us in order to take us to the Father. It's beautiful. It's beautiful and it gives us a great sense of hope, Christian hope, which is that assurance, not just I hope it happens, but assurance that God is coming and that the eternity waits for us where every struggle, every strife and everything passes away. Advent is all about Jesus' coming to take us to the Father. Loving Father, we give you thanks and we give you praise. Thank you that you are coming to take us, to show us, to point to us the way to eternity, where life will be much better than even this life that we're living. Come, Lord God, to us. May we encounter you. And Father, we make this prayer in the name of Jesus, through the power of your Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you all, everybody. See you tomorrow. And don't forget, wherever you are, God is never far from you.